0: Good evening, and welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, I think, by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob?
1: I am here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. No technical difficulties this week. (laughs) Almost, yeah. Off to a good start.
0: Off to a good start. All right. It's a good week for that. Um, Welcome, everybody. We're really excited to have you rejoin us as we get ready for the CAA tournament in men's hoops this weekend. Um, We're going to have a fun show tonight. We're going to kind of go around some at JMU. Um, first and foremost, though, we want to thank our very first and original sponsor. They will always be our very first and original sponsor, Palefire Brewing from Harrisonburg, Virginia. <laughs> um, big news coming in just a second, uh, friends of Palefires. But thanks to Palefire, you can still go by the tap room anytime. Pale Fire will be sticking with us this year, and you can go by the tap room, mention the podcast, and you'll get a free pint glass. Um, but Rob, we are really, really excited tonight to announce our second sponsor ever. Um, and this one's really cool. Uh, we'd really, we can't believe we're saying this, but we'd like to welcome Mossy Creek Fly Fishing to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast family.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, terrific fly shop for those who fly shop, full outfitters, and uh, guides down there. Just absolutely yeah. fantastic place uh, to go check out. If you're a fly fisherman, you probably already know about it. The the Tro Brothers are. Um, pretty well known in the industry. They do a lot in terms of kind of fly fishing education. A lot mm-hmm. in terms of uh, charity work. Very involved yep. with Project Healing Waters, which is a fantastic organization that teaches uh, fly fish fly fishing to veterans. A lot of mm-hmm. them suffering from you know injuries or PTSD oh. and stuff. It's mm-hmm. an amazing organization.
0: Incredible, but
1: um, it's just—it's really—it's a terrific fly shop. They're in a relatively new location. They've been in it for a couple yeah. of years now. Four eighty uh, East
0: Market Street, right out of downtown. Yeah, the big new old building. So yeah, yeah. These got Brian and Colby Trow, both JMU grads, uh, started the company thirteen years ago. Uh, three quarters of their staff are JMU alums or current students. Their store manager Nick is a JMU alum. Um, they helped start the Madison Fly Fishers. They've been big supporting, big supporters of the fly fishing group there at jmu um that you can catch brian and colby actually on silver kings uh the fly fishing show right now their, yeah. their show where they go down i think they go bone fishing right is uh, yeah. is on right now you can catch that um on a lot of saturday mornings right now and just big big thanks to mossy creek this place is awesome their new shop is incredible um you can go by there they have all kinds of products uh smith patagonia orvis sims yeti olakai We've actually got Haller Brothers coming this spring, which I'm supposed to say because apparently the the kids like that. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so that's really cool. Um, They've been down there a long time, doing great things. And legitimately, these guys are as good as it gets on the East Coast. um, Oh, yeah. For fly fishing. Uh, Yeah, they're They're legit. And uh, there's going to be some big opportunities. We're going to do a lot of cool things with them. Uh, You can go by the shop anytime and mention the podcast, and you will get a free Mossy Creek sticker for your cooler or your car. So you can do that as well, um, anytime starting now. Uh, they have a big thing coming up Friday, March 22nd. They are gonna be showing like a, I don't know, fly fishing porn movie at Court, the Court Square Theater. So that'll oh, be Oh, the cool film thing. festival? Yeah, the film festival. So Which I know is, last week they fun. actually did yeah. something with Pale Fire, um, good friends of both sponsors. So, and we're gonna be talking a lot as we go through the summer about wanting people to go down there and schedule trips. They wanted us to remind everyone you know, parents, especially if you're going down to see your kid for homecoming or parents' weekend, schedule a lesson, schedule trips. I know Rob's been on a lesson with them before. So um, I have and yeah.
1: highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. It's really fun. You spend about a yeah. half day, you know, a little bit of like classroom style instruction that mm-hmm. actually takes place outside. It's nice. And then they teach how to cast and then actually took me fishing and put me on a very nice uh, beginner's look 16 inch rainbow. So. <laughs>
0: Got, got me very, very excited about the sport. Uh, I can only hope to repeat that luck this summer. So, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And there may, as we go through the summer, we'll be talking. It looks like there, we may even have a uh, sort of friends of the pod uh, lesson slash trip as we get into the football season this year. So lots of good stuff to look forward to. Welcome aboard, Mossy Creek. Thank you guys so much. Um, can't wait for a great year with Pale Fire and Mossy Creek. So, Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that, that is really great. We've been working on hoping about that one for a while, talking around it and uh Finally got a chance to really connect with those guys and looking forward to everything. So with that, we will move into the show. We're going to do mostly men's hoops tonight with the tournament coming up this weekend. Uh, but we want to start going around a bunch of other great news. Um, anybody who's not following at JMU Sports News on Twitter, you should do that. That's Bennett Conlon, who used to write for the Breeze. He's been on here with us a bunch of times. Did some color commentary a couple of years ago in the championship season for the Dukes, he's doing the uh, Rob, the thing we tried to do the first couple of years and covering everything. Yeah. Um, He's doing a,
1: he's doing a good job of it though. Yeah. Newsletter. Yes.
0: (laughs) It's really look good looking thing. You can sign up for that. So find Ben on Twitter and and he'll set you up. Um, The biggest news of the weekend was the swimming and diving team defended the CAA title this weekend. So back-to-back championships for. team. Uh, Congrats to them. Lest we all forget JMU is winning championships in, Lots of things right now, and it's great to see them moving on. I know there's quite a few of those people. Hopefully, we'll see our girl, Hope Byron, um, moving on to NCAA regionals as well. So, big news for the swim team, and congrats to them. Um, Lacrosse, third straight win after the season opening loss to Carolina. They blew out High Point, a pretty solid team this week. Uh, they're just moving right along. I think they're up to and
1: unveiled the new uh championship oh, the banner, I mean,
0: right? Yeah,
1: do you call it a banner? It's like better than a banner. It looks, uh, it's more permanent. It's it's really cool.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It's like a mm. plaque banner. Mm. Thing. I don't know because it's outside, but it's it's awesome. It's cool to yeah. see that unveiled pregame.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to get to Centera Park at some point this year. I, I I went there when it was first opening and really haven't gotten a chance to go back. And definitely looking forward to seeing something up there sooner or later. So yeah. just. Good start for lacrosse. They're ranked six in the country. Moving on, um, softball blew out Boston College and East Carolina, unsurprisingly. Uh, Odyssey Alexander, CC, with a big shutout on the mound. And Megan Good won the other game. So softball humming right along. Baseball, unbelievably six-one, um, tied with a couple bigger name teams in the conference, like Charleston. Um, early, early, early stages very much for baseball, who plays eight billion games. Um and we'll see what happens when they get into tougher competition.
1: Well they they it's gonna get tough real quick. I believe they're going to Louisville. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um maybe later this week. And I mean wins are wins. They got what are they, five and one or something? Right. But um these were these are good wins, but they beat Louisville, right. a couple of these other teams. That those are you know, program propelling type. Right. The kind that softballs had already them. this year. Yeah correct.
0: Yeah. 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 And then um last but certainly not least, um, there's a lot of like weird ancillary pro dukes in the pros news lately. You know, Brian Shore looks like he's going to get a shot in the CFL. Um, somebody else is going to the CFL that I'm Simeon Robinson's getting a shot in the CFL yeah. as well. Yeah. So I think Shore is going to the Blue Bombers. Simeon getting a chance with the Calgary Stampeders, I think. And then the big news of the weekend was uh, Andrew Ankara was the, the defensive star for the Orlando Apollos in the AAF with the big sack. This is the Spurrier coached Alliance team that is undefeated. No surprise that the, one of the two undefeated teams in the league is the team that has two dupes with Andrew Anker and Ish Hyman. Uh, but congrats to him for his first pro sack. I think he had five other tackles and just was pretty much played the whole game from, I actually, I did watch a good bit of that game this weekend. So yeah. it was <laughs> <laughs> a
1: great weekend. <laughs> yes.
0: The Apollos are our team for sure. So Congrats to Incra as well. So, Rob, I wanted to kind of go through. I, look, this was obviously the biggest news. Or, it's not the biggest news. Swimming winning is the biggest news. But the most surprisingly fun thing that happened this weekend was the men's basketball team came out of nowhere and defeated the, like, just runaway first place Hofstra Pride up there on the island, 104-99-OT. On senior day. On, on their senior day yeah um including a 40 point performance from matt lewis which also contained a double clutch three at the buzzer in regulation to send it to ot um,
1: which was featured on sports center's top that's life. right
0: and lewis has been your guy for two years um you talked about before this game you felt like you had a good feeling i had no idea why obviously there was some i don't know there was a lot well, of, i just yeah.
1: i just felt like they had nothing to lose mm-hmm. and um I was going back and forth with people on Twitter Thursday after the game. And I think I did a very poor job of making my point. Mm-hmm. And after they lost to Northeastern, it I was disappointed. I was not surprised. I did not expect them to be. I actually think Northeastern right. should be the tourney favorite. I, I think they're a more complete team. Mm-hmm. And, and now that they're healthy, I, I think they can really give Hofstra a run for their money, right. if not be considered the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, it's just kind of like, they're they're out of excuses, and I don't mean that in the sense of like whining or you know just shut up and win. But there's no more time to make excuses. They're what are we three games out? Uh, they put themselves in a very difficult position where they had to win at least one of these games yep. against Northeastern or, or Austria. Austria. Mm-hmm. Um, those they were must win. Otherwise, you're just solidly locked in that Dean Keener round, right. bottom four seating. Uh, So I was trying to explain to people, I think I was talking to Bennett and some others and it was interesting. It wasn't like argumentative, but I clearly was not doing a good enough job of making my point. Like it's just, it's, these were, these were difficult games, but they have no choice. And I don't want to sit around and say, oh, well, they're tough teams. Well, it's the end of the season and they need to win these games because they lost the games they should have won earlier. Right. Um, You know, it's tough and it's easy to rationalize like, oh, there's no shame in losing Northeastern. Yeah, there's not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. But, you can't afford to lose Northeastern when you drop, you know, home games at UN versus UNCW right. and you let leads disappear against women. Mary. Right. So then it's just, you're just done. So like, I'm kind of over the idea of, and I've been worse, more guilty of this than anybody rationalizing away the situation for JMU basketball for years. Yes. We're now in what year three of Luro. Let's start to see some progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anything has dramatically changed based on mm-hmm. Saturday's win. I don't think that was like a job-saving win no. if you're one of the people that, that thinks Lou is on the hot seat or, or even gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just put up a shut up time. We've got some players now, experienced sophomores, sophomores as they were, but see things like that. Matt Lewis. That's great. That's a big step forward. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's really turning the corner as much as it is flashing the potential. I'll need to see them mm-hmm. really close out the year with really strong cleric before I'll unfortunately really believe that was anything more than just kind of a blip.
0: Right. Well, and I watch, I mean, just watching a little bit that I was able to watch, I mean, this is the dumbest analysis ever, but it helps when you make shots. Right. Yeah. And they made shots this weekend. Um,
1: and that's what they did against Charleston right, earlier in the year right. when they blew them out. Everybody's like, Oh my gosh, this team's clicking. Yeah. They don't appear to do anything different. The games that they win, the shots just fall.
0: Yeah. And the Charleston game, didn't they make a lot of threes in that game? Oh, yeah. was, they were just because this weekend red hot. I felt like they actually made shots that weren't even just threes; they were just shots you have to make, you know. Yeah, um, but tough shots at times. And JMU does they have a chance. They
1: free throws really well too.
0: Yeah, that they did. Okay, Yeah. And they look. I mean, they hung in there with uh, the best team in the or the, the best team in the conference, you know, through the course of the regular season so far, putting aside Northeastern's sluggish play at times. Um, yeah. But and and JMU has a chance now to avoid the Dean Keener. Pillow Fight Friday round. They have home games, very winnable home games, against Elon and William & Mary to close the season. And Drexel, the one team they need to lose ahead of them, they need to lose one game, plays both Hofstra and Northeastern this week. So um, they really do have a chance to get out of that round, which would be really nice um, if I'm reading this all correctly. (laughs) So...
1: I think you are. I think they can finish as high as six. Yeah. Or as low as
0: yeah, they their game back at Drexel, paper. they you know yeah. they're tied with Towson, but I think that yeah, so they they need Drexel to lose, and JMU needs to win both games. Um, they play Elon, who they played tough and fell apart against on the road earlier, but not certainly not a world-beating team right now. And yeah. William and Mary, who is another middle-of-the-pack team, you know, just ahead of just a couple games ahead of the Dukes too, and they both those games are at the combo, so.
1: That's a team that William Mary is just like any given night.
0: Yeah, their style you, is so. they're, they're, so, they're yeah, just they're going to live and die by the three. They don't play yeah. a ton of defense if you are willing to work offensively against them. Yeah,
1: but they've got some talent. Mm-hmm. They, they've got the sort of talent that could, you know, buckle up. You got Knight could score yep. twenty five on any given mm-hmm. any given game.
0: But they're twelve and sixteen. I mean, their yeah, yeah, I mean, Dukes they're, are thirteen they're like and sixteen. I mean, they're, a lot of these middle of the pack teams. Would be really, you know, look, whether they avoid Friday or not, it would be really good to see JMU close with winning some games they should win. And if you're home against Elon and home against William and Mary, those are two teams in the bottom half of the conference with you, you need to win those games. And that's, I think, what you're talking about, Rob. And I think taking a step back, as we have a week left in the season, and I don't think we're going to make this decision based on these two games, we're probably not going to make it based on the tournament. But I kind of had three questions for you, Rob. A is, kind of what should happen with the program going forward? Um, what do you want to happen and what will happen? And maybe some of those are the same, but, you know, I think we've, we've danced around the row question all year this year. Um, you know, is it time to make a change now or is it not? Or does it depend on the next couple of weeks? You know,
1: I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of, you were hinting at it. Mm-hmm. And I think I absolutely agree with you. if, a lot of people last week were saying he's done. There's no way you can bring him back Um, short of Mm -hmm. like going on a run to save the season. If you really believe that last week, your mind should not be changed based on beating Hofstra. And even if they win out the next two,
0: right?
1: Um, I mean, whatever, let's say they win the tournament. Great. I don't think that's going to happen. But (laughs) if you think, but if you think that the, (coughs) that the been cast and, you look at his resume and you say, this is not a guy that has done enough and shouldn't be coming back after that loss to Northeastern. You shouldn't change your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it's sample size, whatever you want to say, but anybody can pull it together for three or four games. Right. That shouldn't do it. I, I don't know. It's very tough to look at the record and say, oh, yeah, this is going in the right direction. Uh, it's absolutely amazing the decisions that were made and the reasons that were given for them. Mm -hmm. With firing Brady, the logic seemed to be that like, hey, he's he's done okay, he hasn't done great, he hasn't been terrible, but we've kind of reached this plateau where we're gonna hover between, you know, string a twenty one season, then rebuild with a team, then another twenty and just kind of play out in that top four or five of the league, and that's not good enough. We need somebody to take us to the next level. Mm -hmm. Let's go get a guy who's never coached before. Right. You know, it just it it didn't
0: make sense. But we're, past, we're a couple years into that now.
1: And... But we're past that. So, yep. like, whatever they said and what they did is differently. So, whether we want to admit it or not, maybe they were treating it like a total teardown and rebuild. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If they weren't and they were saying, no, we need somebody to leverage whatever amount of success Brady had. And I don't want to rehash or argue, like, right. was Brady great. Right. Was... They were at a level. They were higher <laughs> wins and losses. They were finishing better than they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you believe that was the case, so leverage, then yeah, he's got to go. Mm-hmm. If you believe, hey, look, maybe the, the program we set all that to try to put a shine on it, but we really thought that, you know, the bones of the program were a lot weaker and we were in more shape and we just need to rebuild. Right. Then you stick it out. Um, I I tend to think at this point you stick it out, That's, at least for another year. At least
0: for another year. I think so, too. Um, I mean, then you'll I have the new arena fina- coming online and easy sell to somebody else if you need to, you know.
1: I don't know who'd take this job right now. I don't know what choices you're going to have. And there's no reason you don't just stay where you are because you're scared of change. But I think JMU, it's either going to work with Roe or they're going to need to really open up the pocketbook Mm -hmm. and pay somebody. And in which case, save another year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. Don't
1: don't pay few coaches. And, And I hate, I hate that that's kind of a defeatist attitude, but um, I, guess, I guess to your second one. what I want to happen is I want the program to be successful under Rowe. Right. I I, I love Rowe as a player. I love his enthusiasm for JMU. I really know that he bleeds purple. He wants to win. I think he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. I think he runs a clean program. I think he's got a group of kids that really play hard. And that's one thing you can legitimately criticize about Brady's. There were times that his teams just gave up on Yeah, there were. Um, you don't see that. Nope. with Roe. I don't I don't know if that's tied into he's got a different sort of approach or recruiting or anything, but like I want it to be successful under Roe. It's not in a good place. This is not good enough. They win another two, three games and we all jump up and down about six, seven or six. That's not where I'm expected to be three years
0: after getting rid of Brady. No, you're still under five hundred in the regular yeah. season at that point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, now it looks a little better and heck you can kind of throw out the two D three wins. Yeah. No, on paper it really has not been great, particularly with the schedule this year, which was right. set up. I mean, you, you should have come yeah, it really in. Was. You should have come in to conference play with
0: what, ten and eight, two or something. Whatever yeah, it was. Nine and yeah. ten wins. Yeah. No
1: problem. So I don't know, but I just I think right now during are in a position where you give it another year, you make an evaluation next. to real progress. We can't be doing what I do and rationalize it and say, Oh, they're young. You're gonna have a core group of guys that will be upperclassmen in a mid-major league that's kind of there for the taking. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I know it's a big leap, but I think you really need to see like a top four finish next year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or, or then or then you start thinking like, all right, this this wasn't working. Right. We took a shot at a guy we liked. We went with the young, unproven person. And then you go back to the drawing board, and that's probably going to be hiring somebody with head coaching experience elsewhere. It's tough to do that in the CIA. Yep. You, you can't find guys that are – successful at kind of lower mid-majors who haven't already been snapped up so i don't know i, I would just i'd give him another year um build around lewis banks i like parker's game mm-hmm. even what we've seen from Erbach the past mm-hmm. past couple games you know in limited action he's he's done all right it sounds like they've got a pretty impressive recruiting class next year um
0: well one thing so, i like i mean i, I think know. that's i mean look every low major mid-major coach in the country has the same complaint but as we said Jamie's had a couple wins this year against better competition when they made shots and yeah, they could really use another shooter. And we've heard, you know, we stay, we pretty much stay out of recruiting for the most part, but they, they do have a kid coming in next year who is, you know, more of a true stretch, stretch four. four, right? Yeah. a shooter that could spread the floor a little bit more. And you think about a guy like Parker or a guy like Lewis who appear to be able to get in the lane, you know, and Parker's obviously still developing. and He's a freshman. It, it would, it, you know, the games when Jamie shoots, well, they play pretty well. Yeah. And they just don't have anybody on this team. That's very consistent from the outside. Mosley is clearly their best scorer, but even he's, you know, pretty streaky from the outside. Um, and, and they could really use, I mean, you wonder, I, I just feel like, I guess I kind of look back at those last few Brady years and I think, The depth of talent on this team, like Roe, has clearly proven he can bring in a bunch of kids that are good players. He just hasn't found the sort of formula in terms of getting all the pieces he needs um, to be a complete team yet. And maybe, yeah, I don't know that it's worth tearing down and starting over again this year. As you said, there's some financial things. There's also another year till the new arena. So yeah, I mean, to me, it's not not worth making a change at this point unless there's something we don't know about, you know, out in you know internally or externally with the program that doesn't really have to do with what's on the court. But I'm certainly hoping. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd love I, to I, see them win course. these two games, get out of that crappy day, and win a game in the tournament. You know, and I don't know that I would feel. Then maybe I'd feel a game. Sh- you know, if they got to the semis. I'd feel like this. Was, that was about what I expected at the beginning of the season even if it wasn't the way they, the way I thought they would get there. Um, but at the same time, that's kind of the reality of, I mean, it is the crummy reality of college basketball is in this kind of a league is that if you don't get to the semis and it really all comes down to the tournament, you know, yeah. and, th- and that's really frustrating too, because I don't think if you're Jeff Bourne, I think you've got to take a step back and say, well, this is not all about one or two days in the tournament. Where are we as a program? So yeah. I, I think probably what will, I would think Rob, I'd be surprised if they made a change. I
1: would too. I mean, Everybody, a lot of people that I really like and respect yeah. and, and follow closely were acting like it was a foregone conclusion last week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I it, Part of me thinks that they might be a little quicker with a trigger this time, just because the Brady situation, Yeah, I, I think if Bourne had his way, he would have, if Brady didn't win the tournament that year, oh yeah, that I got have been the it. feeling he was gone. Yep. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they're a little – there's something behind the scenes. The whole way that went down with Monmouth and the, the non-compete. Yeah. That Marist, relationship yeah. Seemed, Marist, yeah. seemed, yeah, whatever. I'm talking. <laughs> that relationship seemed rocky from day one. It did. They seem to be on much better footing with Roe. Um, so maybe they'll give him a little bit more of, of a leash. But yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I can hear people now being like, oh, you guys are too soft or weak. Like, I'm never going to advocate for firing anybody. Like I, I might <laughs> think somebody's – I'm not going to sit here and use our podcast to tell somebody. Right. You know to to take away another person's job, that's not really my nature yeah. but I also they, it's, yeah it's it's jmu basketball man yeah, like, they gotta win have some these games. delusions yeah. you got to win some games, but like this is not a powerhouse program. I think part of the reason we had in row is maybe the this is not the jmu football job. You're not no. having people from all across the country line up to take this job, particularly after the way Brady left. You know, after winning twenty. I think that right. sat sat poorly with a lot of people. But it's can you think of anybody that they'd replace them with? Like with no, football, I, no, we I, all have names.
0: No, no. I mean I have no it, clue. No. Yeah, football, even when we are talking I mean, there's a knowledgeable group of fans who even taking away the pie in the sky huge names, there are people who I mean, we pick you know, anybody with a brain could have seen Signetti was on the radar before Houston left this year like that. Right? There's
1: no way that's happening in basketball. You're not going to have a CAA school I hire know, another CAA no, coach. And, I,
0: and I wouldn't even know the first place to start, you know, um, in basketball hardly. And so I, I, yeah, I just, I don't think for JMU, you're looking out there and thinking, Oh yeah, we can pick off this guy or this guy. Cause I don't think that's the way it is. You're either trying to do what you did with row, which is find somebody new and hope you, you know, hit jackpot with a sort of unproven commodity Or you're kind of recycling somebody from another low major that has not been super successful. Yeah, You know, I mean, it's not like you're going to the the MAC or the MAAC or the Northeast Conference and like being like, oh yeah, that guy won 25 games at Niagara and now he'll come to JMU. I I don't 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 think think that's going to happen, you know? I
1: think those guys maybe have their eyes on like an A-10 type job or, you know, if they get really lucky and make a move in the tournament. That's right. They're trying to go to P5. That's right you know yeah, so it's it's a, it's a tougher landscape it is. and so that kind of makes me think we should just stick it out and try to make this work a little longer before starting because yeah, otherwise you're again. looking at
0: maybe an assisting coach from a slightly successful mid-major program or a you know bottom feeding G5 type program you know I, I don't know i mean and then that's the same unproven commodity that you have where we are now so yeah no.
1: i just i just feel like it's more of the same Yeah, you're just rolling the dice and hoping it lucky maybe put puts more resources into this build around these kids. There's talent enough here where they should be able to finish top four next year. I think so, too. Um, and, you know, if he can't put it together with that talent mm-hmm. on paper coming back three years, in it, then, yeah, maybe maybe the decision makes itself.
0: So. Right. And also, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, right? I mean, I don't I think Bourne is probably here till we finish the combo, the new, yeah. the new arena. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if he's going to want to pull the plug and hire somebody new for potentially a new AD. I mean, I don't know what his personal plans are long term but it, it's just i don't know if it's the right time for the move we'll see what happens so with that said rob we did get a really good overtime topic tonight um uh, we, we did which
1: was which was a lot harder to brainstorm on than i thought it was it good.
0: is and uh so this came from our buddy longtime uh friend of the pod at duke dog nation on twitter um what's up alex Thanks, alex. alex. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> No, he wanted to know what our all-time top five dream guests for the podcast would be. And, Rob, we both sat down and thought this would be easy and it would be so much fun. And then I think it was a little harder than we thought. I know It was much harder. Much harder. I know for me personally, it made me really grateful for what we've already had on here. I, Steve Buckets would have been my number yeah, one, Buckingham. and I got to talk yeah, to him already. Say- we've had yeah. Nicky Newman, Kurt Dudley, um, Coach Shelley, Coach Morgan, Coach O'Regan, Greg Medea, Coach Gadon, uh, Brian, McLaughlin. Brian McLaughlin, Dave Thomas. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've ha- we've been so fortunate to have a bunch of great guests. I, I mean, that's in addition to our, our buddies, right? Evangelista yeah. and Price and everybody else. So, Bennett, yeah. Yeah, Bennett, yeah. I mean, so we've just been so, so fortunate. I, you know, it was hard for me to even look at that. I mean, I would have said Kurt Dudley was like right at the top when we first started this. Yeah. We got to talk to him, you know, someone like Nikki Newman, I would have said, and she's like, <laughs> our friend who's on all the time now, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Uh, we certainly didn't think we'd be talking to a coach like uh, Coach Shelley, you know, winning a national championship before and after the season kind of thing. So, Rob, what did you have? Uh, I, I did five. I, I don't well, I bet we'll overlap a little bit at the top. But what was yeah. your – where did you start here?
1: I. This was, was the really hard the for me. Let's start at the bottom, I bottom. guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's struggling for me to get five because – I, I'm i not as intrigued as some people with talking to current student-athletes. I kind of think that's their own thing. I don't really want to bother them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, whatever. We're middle-aged yeah. dudes. What are we going to talk to them about? I think they got enough on their plate. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm taking – as much as I root for them and think they're all great and I'm sure they're interesting, Yes, I don't really have any desire no. to have current players. Um, I guess the guy that I would really like mm-hmm. would be Mickey.
0: Mickey was my number one, actually. So that's okay. good. Yeah, I yeah. like that you said I mean, Yeah. I- yeah. Yeah. I just, I th- think
1: he's hilarious. You and I, have, you know, we met him a bunch of times. but right. had beers in those old Duke clubs yeah. whatever the events. That guy can just tell a story. He knows how to get a laugh. Mm-hmm. He's got great old stories. I just think he would be really fun. I would want to do that one in person, yeah. hanging out and having a beer just too, two. Just talking to him. Yep. Or, or getting him right, right off the golf course mm-hmm. when he's in a really good mood. Because mm-hmm. I just think he'd be hilarious. He'd do do it. It, it would be like a four-hour podcast.
0: Right. So, and the perspective for him from when he came in to when he left and what things are now would be so fun to hear him dad gum it up about this. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because he deserves a lot of credit. Huge People credit. Tend to just remember the end, but JMU football was not a well attended. And you know, and they weren't exactly feeding thing.
0: him resources to win that O four championship, you know? No, like that no, he was, did that on his own. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. It
1: a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that he at the school eventually kind of mend whatever break they had and, and he comes back and really gets a day to be honored. Like he deserves to be, but he right. just, to me, he'd crack me up. I always thought he was fun to talk to.
0: Yeah. That 2024 season, the 20th anniversary. I feel like that's a team they, they got to figure out a way to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good one, Rob. Um, my number five. And I did think about a couple fairly recent, I mean, honorable mention to Jimmy and Brian shore, who I both, I think would both be interesting for different reasons to talk to fairly recent student athletes. Um, but we've talked about her on the podcast before. I'd love to talk to Carol Thate. Um, yeah, you know we've taught we've been fortunate enough to talk to Coach Morgan, who coached the champion the what is it ninety four championship field hockey team. Um, but to coach to talk to the best player who I mean winning a championship at JMU like ten years before anyone even knew what a national championship was in any sport, it, it would just be so interesting to hear what that was like and how different and to, things are now. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then to captain uh, the Netherlands in the Olympics. That's
0: right. It just a really that would be really cool. And um, that was one of the, that was the only real athlete I put on the list uh, for me. So, what's number four for you, Rob?
1: Well, I'm a little coach heavy. As you'll okay. see. Me too. Yeah, um, I guess we all. Are.
0: Same thing. I mean, it, I, I said lefty. Uh,
1: oh yeah. Similar That's to a Mickey. Good one. He, yeah. He, he's hilarious. Like you read old stories about him and. Um he had such an interesting career. You know, I think he oh. started off what, coaching mm-hmm. high school and then mm-hmm. what he did to- mm-hmm. and then Maryland and you know inventing Midnight Madness and going on and just playing back in the ACC when it still was a one-bid league because you had to win it to get in. Mm-hmm. You know and he had some terrific teams that end up I don't I think they got left out of the tournament a couple yeah. times just the way it went down. Um what he took the teams the tournament took JMU to the tournament. really it was a much different time it was fun uh, this, st- you know, it was just packed. It was just, it was a really cool time to be on campus. Mm-hmm. If you're a college basketball fan, mm-hmm. and I thought it was, you know, oh, here I am. I'm catching this. I'm joining the school right on the rise. You know, we mm-hmm. made the tournament my freshman year, and then well, 19 <laughs> years. Ago, yeah, yeah so, right. right. Um, I don't know. I just think he's got old stories about like legends of the game. Absolutely. You know, play, playing against David Thompson, coaching against Dean and Coach K, yep. and um, the you know Tark and. Yeah, I think he'd be really, really fun to talk to.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, he's definitely a walking college basketball historical artifact. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And and basketball hall famous.
0: Yeah. Um, my, actually my number four, maybe this is recent recency here, Rob, I'd love to talk to coach Signetti, and maybe yeah. it's just cause we probably won't. Um, football's a little harder for us to, to pull off, um, for a whole lot of reasons that you all could probably understand, but, um, I think Signetti's a really – I think he's going to be a really interesting guy. I think he's, you know, he's not going to be the um, either Withers or Houston in terms of the immediate access guy. But he's another guy kind of under the radar, like some of what you're talking about lefty. I mean, Signetti hasn't necessarily been around like – he has been around, right? He's been around Saban and everybody else. But, I mean, he's a lifer who really has a sense, I think, of JMU's place in the world and college football's place – as a, as a, you know a pastime for all of us so uh, he's a guy i would love to talk to and, and not necessarily about x's and o's just about the game right now
1: yeah, yeah. i agree and i'd love to hear like his decision on mm-hmm. when he knew it was time to get on alabama and kind of go back and take over a smaller program he seemed to just he seems to make very calculated decisions mm-hmm. and i just it'd be cool to hear his decision making process and let's be honest
0: and- i'd love to i'd love for him to say I'd love to hear him answer. The question is when you took the job at JMU, did you, do you envision this being like what you said, which is a job where you imagine yourself staying no matter where they are playing their games, right? Yeah. You know, like, I I, I mean, it seems like he might be that kind of a, in that spot in his career in a different way than withers or Houston were. And that would be interesting to talk about. So what's next for you?
1: Oh, geez, um, Can I say Uncle Ron? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, I thought about Uncle I, Ron and didn't put him I, on, but I got some similar. Well,
1: yeah, but I think this might have been, if it's a dream guest, and we can maybe go back 15, 20 years. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure we'd really want to bother him right now, but no. <laughs> he's a guy that really, if there was a Mount Rushmore of JMU, it would be Uncle Ron all four times. You know? Yeah. He really mm-hmm. just built the school, not from nothing, but from a kind of sleepy little school in the valley to you know the big school that it is now uh and the stories if you believe he got it kind of all done through force of will and his personality so and for uh, better or worse i
0: mean yeah we wouldn't be doing a podcast right here today if if it wasn't for uncle ron that's for sure and none of us would be doing any of the things we're all doing so yeah Yeah. that's an awesome one um my love in post-retirement whenever that comes i would love to talk to jeff Bourne post-retirement yeah Um, I, I don't, you know, we've talked to him a number of occasions over the years, but obviously he has a job to do and we're just dorks. And, you know, he, at this point is still very much in his career and has to be very calculated with his words. The few times that he's been loose with his words, 18 to 24 months, um, and other things like that, the fan base has just piled on, you know, relentlessly. And so it's really hard, but I have a feeling that he just liked Mickey Another guy who has just been here for the whole rise of this athletic program. And I think has and I also, I think weirdly through his own force of will has gone from being the annoying stepchild to like the financial part of JMU to someone who really has a seat at the table. You know, in the administration of the university. And I just, I just think that'd be really interesting to talk about. So South maybe life fly Sherman. Oh, I did not know that. I, yeah, yeah actually, uh, he's been in with the tros, I think. Yeah, so, I talked yeah. to him about it
1: last summer. He he nice. goes off the grid and heads out to Montana every summer after the season. He nice. so nice. Gets away. Yeah, I think that's great. I, I've always been a big fan of his, and he's caught a lot of kind of shrapnel from people's yeah. upset. <laughs> People getting upset about <clears throat> the lack of a conference move and acting like he didn't do anything. And I always thought that was pretty bogus. There's a lot of, a lot of moving pieces. He's just one of them. Um, yeah, so he, you look at like this past weekend where what Jamie was like 10 and 2 in all sports. Mm-hmm. Your athletic director is doing something pretty that's right, pretty a okay when you're having this much success across the board.
0: Yeah, that list of coaches we had talked to already. I mean, it makes you realize like, you know, we may not be happy with the men's basketball hires, but there's a whole lot of other hires that have been. I mean, he's batting a pretty high percentage the last decade and a half here.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, you know,
0: and and these three football coaches in a row. It's hard to it's hard to look back on the last six seven years and think there's been any bad decisions there. So whether you know, and that goes for Coach Morgan and Field Hockey Coach O'Regan and Women's Basketball Coach Shelley and Lacrosse, right? I mean, just yeah, it's a pretty it's pretty good. It's really uh burnished his rep for sure. Yeah. So what's next? What's next for you, Rob?
1: Oh, I don't. This is where I really started to struggle. I guess we're not going in order. I'm just kind of picking. I'm like,
0: yeah, I got I, like one more, and then an honorable couple honorable mentions. Cool. I guess. I don't. I was struggling. I was like,
1: huh. I don't know. There's. I was like, what? The dude's from everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. Not choosing that. Yeah. But I really was struggling looking yeah. at the list of alums and people connected. Um, I guess for my top one in terms, I mentioned this on Twitter last night. I would love to interview Steve James, or just have a conversation with that interview. Have a conversation with Steve James, the class of '77. Mm-hmm. He's a documentary filmmaker who made Hoop Dreams. Yeah, which is just. I mean, the, the movie speaks for itself. I can't say it anything does. about that that hasn't already been said. But forget about the movie aspect; the project that he put together for that it's over years, audacious. having the foresight to put yeah. that together, like yeah, I don't know how somebody has the guts to give that a go and make it all happen. And I don't know, just fascinating. He also did a thirty for thirty. Um, oh
0: yeah,
1: on Hampton about. The Iverson. The Iverson trial, right? Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, again, was fascinating. But I just think he's got an interesting perspective um, coming from the school way back when mm-hmm. and then just making, you know, arguably the greatest documentary that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it'd be really cool to sit around and chat with him and figure out all about it and hear old stories. And I'm sure there's plenty of things from the cutting room floor yeah. that would blow your mind. Because that was, you know, in some senses, parts of that movie were really uplifting, but parts mm-hmm. of it were just absolutely heartbreaking.
0: Yeah definitely um, so no that's really yeah, cool that's, yeah rob got, a, rob got a lot of love for that last night and while well, people were watching the oscars um yeah. yeah my honorable mentions rob were um i think shickman would be fun to talk to yeah um you know just sort of there for no all, flags
1: no flags. yeah all that
0: stuff and just a, another fun voice um elliot sadler one of our <laughs> guy you knew for one year sort of a one hit wonder at jmu but went on to a pretty successful NASCAR career. One of the, probably the only guys from JMU to do that. Yeah. Um, would be kind of interesting. Um, but my, the other big one.
1: For me, too. Big oh yeah. Guy.
0: Yeah. The, the big one for me. I, I mean, I would this is our contemporary here, but I'd love to talk to Lindsay Zarniak. So, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously she's done a lot here and there with JMU and been the graduation speaker and been around a little bit here and there. Um,
1: Get but, her and Sadler with the one two NASCAR punch.
0: That's right. I just, I, obviously, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a more, there's not many more beloved alums. I mean, you know, you can think of some people in politics or political coverage that some people might like and others might not, um, <laughs> who may have been more successful or less successful. But, you know, Lindsay, I think, is pretty, pretty well beloved and has obviously done a whole lot of different things in sports and just kind of has a real interesting perspective. Uh, that I think would, would resonate with a lot of JMU people. So for me, she would she'd be at the top of my list for sure.
1: I am shocked Gary Clark wasn't number one on your you list. You
0: know, I thought about Clark. He was there, but I was like, I, look, I mean, I'd love to talk to him. But no, he, he I mean, Mickey was actually my number one, but Lindsey was too. And I thought about Clark, but, you know, like you said, it's – I mean, Clark, Haley, Norwood, all the – I mean, you can go through all the successful former athletes, but I don't know if, you know. I mean, what I want—I'll be honest, right? What I want to talk to Gary Clark about is not—it's not right? I want to talk yeah. about Minneapolis here. Yeah, so yeah. You know.
1: well, I, I think I think a significant portion of our listeners
0: would be right. Would there they be me. fine with that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: did you have anybody else there, Rob?
1: No, I really was all. Yeah, I think out, that Steve
0: James uh, one is really good. That would be really cool.
1: I just think that'd be interesting. It would yeah, be. That'd be cool.
0: And, and we tried to, you know, stick to sports a little bit. We know there are lots of people doing lots of cool things. Uh, from JMU, but we were kind of thinking about, of it from that angle. So with that, Rob, I think that gets us through our first, uh, you know, pre almost to the postseason time here. And we'll be uh, ready for next week. Now that we have two sponsors on board, big thanks as always to pale fire, get your free pint glass in the tap room and a huge welcome. And thanks to Mossy Creek. You can go by the shop there in Harrisonburg and get a free sticker uh, anytime by mentioning the podcast. And I messed up at the beginning. I said 13 years. They've been there 16 years already. So I was looking back at my own notes from talking to Brian. Yeah. 16 years. That's they've really been a stalwart of Harrisonburg's business community. Actually, Brian was talking about how incredible it was when he graduated and when they started the shop, they, there was nobody, their age, you know, nobody in their twenties living down there. Yeah. And now they have this whole community of people like in their thirties who have kids and young families and stuff who live down there. We've, talk to ben and some of our other friends about it um it's a cool time to be in Harrisonburg right now so yeah definitely. yeah thanks to pale fire and agree rob um i will talk to you next week hopefully we'll be uh looking ahead to some more exciting tournament times right
1: yeah and not the dean keener round so. <laughs> and, yeah
0: let's let's avoid Pillify friday that's the goal yep. all right talk to you next week rob all right have a good one you too go dukes